What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Oh my goodness, are you in for a treat today with this episode? We are leaking one of our guest expert sessions from inside my group business coaching mastermind program, Abundant and Ambitious. This session is with Rachel Hunt, who's also known as Freedom Rach on Instagram. And we chat so many things about spiritual business building a spiritual business, what our spirituality journeys have been like, stepping into the CEO mindset, the importance of embodying your work and what that actually looks like. We talk about money, we talk about magnetizing clients, just so many good nuggets inside of this episode. I'm so excited for you guys to tune in. Before we hit play on that, I wanna give you some updates. If you haven't seen, I shared this on Instagram, some changes have happened recently and I was able to move some things around inside of the retreat villa and make two more spots available inside of our lowest priced room. So a lot of you were messaging me saying that you really wanted to come on the retreat and asking if there were any sister suites left because these are our shared rooms and they're the most economical, the most affordable, and they were previously sold out. But I've been able to shift some things around and make a whole other room, a whole other sister suite room available. So there are two spots at the time of recording this, can't guarantee that they're still available, but there are two spots right now inside of a sister suite. So it's a shared room you'll share with another woman who's on the retreat, but you get your own bed. It's still an amazing room and it's the lowest price option. So if you've been wanting to come on the Dream Life Immersion Retreat in the Dominican Republic from December 9th to 13th and join us for the most transformational week of your life, but price has been a factor, maybe this is your ticket. Maybe this is the thing that opens the door to allow you to be able to come because these rooms sold out really fast in the beginning. Um, So there's two spots now available in the cheapest room and there's also a payment plan. So if you guys go to my website and you look on the retreat page, you're not going to see the payment plans because they are not on the website but they do exist. So if you want information on the payment plans, just send me a DM on Instagram at underscore Samantha Daily, or you can always email our team at info at SamanthaDaily.com, and we're happy to give you all the information and links for those payment plans. Um, Aside from those two new spots that just opened up, there's only one other space available, and it's in a queen suite which is the most luxurious, biggest room. It's your private room with a king-size bed. It's gonna be amazing. And there's only one of those left. So, and those are our last spots. So we are getting down to the wire and I can't wait to see what other women decide to join us on this journey to the white sands of the Dominican Republic in December. This trip, you guys, is going to be freaking incredible. Uh, Susie Perry is going to be there, who is uh, the hypno breathwork practitioner that we had on the podcast recently. And she's going to be guiding all of our guests through some incredible breathwork journeys that are going to open you up into spiritual experiences like nothing you've ever felt before. I talked about my experience with Susie's breathwork when I was in Tulum on one of our recap episodes. If you haven't listened to that, go tune in. Um, Really, really incredible. I've never received such clear downloads from spirit than when I was in the breath work with Susie. So I'm really, really excited for that. We also have some amazing things planned in terms of, you know, some ocean sunset cruises, a waterfall hike. Um, We have a cacao ceremony planned and every day we're going to be doing 
amazing workshops and masterclasses to really go deep in this work of quantum activation, magnetism, manifestation, wealth embodiment, all of the things that I'm really best at, I think. You know, these are the tools and and practices that I've really mastered in my journey in my life over the past couple of years that have helped me get to where I am and I'm just so stoked to be able to deliver them to you guys in the most powerful way because there is absolutely nothing like an in-person immersion where you can actually just feel and experience and touch all of this with your own two hands there's just going to be nothing quite like it and of course there's going to be so much fun mixed into all of the healing and all of the deeper work that we're doing you bet your bottom dollar we're going to be doing dance parties we're going to be having the best time ever we've also got a private chef who's curating some incredible meals um it's just going to be the trip of a lifetime so that's an exciting announcement i hope to see you guys on the retreat if you have any questions you can always send me a dm ask me anything and i will leave a link in the show notes as well for you to check out the retreat page all of the details and see if it might be something that your soul is calling you towards all right without further ado we're going to dive into this episode with rachel hunt Welcome to the Makeshift Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. Welcome, Rachel, everybody. We are so excited to have you and to just bring some of your story and your wisdom and your business insights and everything to this group. So this is a group of really young female entrepreneurs. We're all in the coaching space. We're doing the social media thing. We're showing up online. We're building out our courses and programs. We're attracting our soulmate clients. We're doing all of the things. So I know that these women are going to benefit so much from your wisdom and guidance um, because you are one of the trailblazers in this industry. And we're so freaking lucky to have you here. So Rachel is a spiritual business coach which is we're going to get into what that means to her and what that looks like in her business. But I know that everybody here is kind of here for the woo or else we probably wouldn't be in this specific container. So we're going to ask Rachel some questions just about how she runs her business and how she's built it to the multi six figure level and what some of those rituals are and things that she integrates into her business. And then we will open it for Q and a so that you guys have an opportunity to ask all of your questions and get some coaching from Rachel or some insights from her. So let, I would love for you, Rach, to just kind of like introduce yourself a little bit to everybody here and let us know like who you are as a person, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. because I think that's way more important than like, how did you get here? Mm -hmm. Um, But also the work that you're doing now today. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And apologies for my tardiness, not a representation of how I run business, truly got tripped up with the time difference. Um, But yeah, I love that question of like who I am and 
like how that spills into, <laughs> into my um, business now. So, I mean, I've always sought the unconventional route, even when I was working corporate for the first couple of years out of college or out of university, I never fit in and I was always trying to do things my own way. Um, I'm also a Sag. I'm also a Manny Jen. I like to just do things my own way. And when people tell me I have to do something a certain way, it just doesn't vibe with me. So even when I was working corporate, I was just like trying to break the mold and trying to find a way to make it work for me. And it wasn't until, I don't know, I like fell into this world of like wellness and um, lifestyle. I had some health concerns, but I kind of fell into this. And at first I was putting myself in a box and that to me was a part of my conditioning. And I think a lot of us are conditioned to put ourselves in these boxes of like, if I'm into wellness, that means I go to bed at nine every night and that I don't drink and that I never swear and that I blah, blah, blah. And that's how I was showing up. I was showing up in this box and it just like, wasn't working for me. Similar to corporate. It's like, no wonder corporate didn't work for me because I was trying to put myself in this box and someone like myself. And I see, you know, so many young entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs like your, your, like yourselves who are trying to put themselves in the boxes. And I think I'm here to really say, step outside the box and do things on your own terms. Because as soon as I started giving myself permission to be who I really am and be that bold, sassy, um, you know, freedom seeking, margarita drinking, late night dance partying, spiritual, but also very spiritual and also very, you know, connected to the work I do and like loving helping women, but like expressing all sides of myself, loving the fitness, loving the wellness, loving the spirituality, but also loving a good late night dance party and loving a good cocktail and fusing that into my business and my brand and like expressing that. That's when my business really started to grow. It wasn't putting myself in the box and fitting the mold, it actually started to expand, even though it probably ruffled some feathers. And even though it probably meant a few people didn't really like me and like who I really was, they liked me better when I was in that box. But as soon as I stepped out, the women and the people who were meant to be in my world and meant to resonate, they they stuck around and it just continued to give me more Um, not that I needed validation, but it just, it was confirmation that like the more me I am, the more successful I become. And that's an extension of the work I do now. I am helping women. Yes. In business, um, mindset is kind of my, my first focus. I work a lot with the subconscious mind, but I am helping women in business, but I'm also helping women who aren't necessarily entrepreneurs and self-empowerment is a really big thing for me. Self-empowerment for yourself, self-empowerment in relationships, um, and then self-empowerment within your business. So it's all, you know, based and rooted in the same, in the same thing, subconscious mindset and energetics. And then of course, spirituality is woven in there but I apply it to different, different types of, or women who are at different stages of their life and are, who are looking for support in different facets. But yeah, I think that's the gist of like who I am. I mean, obviously there's more to it, but like, I really think for me, it's like taking myself out of what the norm would accept or what, you know, we think we need to be and just defining it for yourself. Yeah. I love, I love that you talk about that time where you decided to just be who you are. And the more you that you are, the, 
the more successful that you become and the more magnetism you create in your life. Cause there's a concept that I talk about inside of this program and it just online and in my life in general that I, that I love to use, which is like polarized to magnetize. And I think the more polar that you become or the more, I guess extreme isn't a good word, but it's just like the more authentic that you become in your thoughts, your opinions, who you actually are, what you desire, the more magnetism you create. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you touched on that, that that was a really big piece in magnetizing those ideal clients and the women that actually were for you when you started to actually like be more of you. I'm just curious for myself. And I think it'll be like an interesting talking point. Like when, at what point in your business did you decide to go with like freedom school and freedom rage? And this idea of freedom is obviously like really important to you. So what does it look like in your life now? And maybe what did it mean to you then when you first chose it? Mm. It's like always been like, when I was a food blogger, that's how I first started in the online space. It was gluten freedom because I was diagnosed with celiac disease. So I couldn't eat gluten. I was gluten free, but I'm like, no gluten freedom. I'm not going to like live my life, you know, in limitation because I can't eat a certain thing. Like I'm going to. And so that was like really my first like liberating major liberating moment in life when I finally figured out what was wrong with me health wise and freedom was like the theme. And then when I was shifting, not necessarily away from food blogging, I was kind of like blending the two and I was brainstorming. I'm like, well, freedom, freedom, freedom. I dropped gluten. I used to be gluten freedom rage. And then I dropped the gluten because I wanted to be like all encompassing and I became freedom rage. But then when I was brainstorming, I actually remember this moment very distinctly. I was trying so hard to think of like what my coaching business would be called. Like, what is it going to be? And I remember sitting in meditation one day at an old like place that I lived in in Toronto And it just like dropped in so hot and heavy. And it was freedom school. Like you are building freedom school. You're creating, you know, a new age uh, approach to living life. You know, it's, it's freedom. I don't know how else to describe it. It was just, it's freedom school. I want women to know that they can be liberated from this idea that you need to have certain diplomas or degrees or certifications in order to live the life you want. You don't like anything, the success that I had acquired was just based on my passion. Like I didn't need a marketing degree to become a successful blogger. Like I was one of Canada's top gluten-free bloggers at that time. Like I became very successful in that. I didn't necessarily need a marketing degree to have that. It was my lived experience and my passion for it. When I shifted into coaching, it was my experience in building that online brand that supported me at first. And so really like, I'm not saying like, don't go to school. I think like university helped me in many ways, but like, it really was like, it's a school, it's a school, a different school of thought, a different way of living, a different way of being. And it is, I'm going to probably say it a lot. It's about redefining what that looks like. Like freedom does not have one term or one definition. It is not you can't put it in a box. Like freedom is different for everyone. Some people want financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom. They want freedom to spend time with their family. They want like, it looks different for absolutely everyone. And so for me, I want to help 
create that for you, whatever that looks like for you, we can create that. And it starts with the subconscious mind. So freedom really has been, and I think as a Sag, freedom is like our, our, is our like emblem. It's our anthem. It's like everything to do with our existence. And I looked into my gene keys. It's a big theme in my gene keys as well. And so the word is just like kind of always stuck. And I just think even to this day, even though my journey has twisted and turned and, you know, there's been highs and lows like freedom is always my guiding light. And if I talk to anyone, ultimately everybody wants freedom to some extent that they don't feel like they have. That's what women are coming to me for. So, um, that's kind of the, the gist of it. It's been like, I think something I've always saw in life and now I just get to blend it into everything I do. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I think it's all of us raise of hands, probably all of us can really resonate with the idea of seeking more freedom. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like why we're here. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. Cause we want to access a, a next mm-hmm. level of freedom that, you know, most people won't ever really get to experience. And that means we have to put ourselves out there and do stuff that most people won't ever really? be willing yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I know that you, as like a Manny Jen, you probably have lots of interests. I know you talked about how you wanted Freedom Reach to be all-encompassing. You serve entrepreneurs, but also women in terms of self-empowerment and dating and all different kinds of things. What, and there'll be lots of women in this room that can relate to that feeling of like, I have so many interests. I have so many things that I want to do and put out there and say, let's just do a quick raise of hands. If you're like, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of things that I think Mm -hmm. I could offer. Okay. So perfect. What is your mindset or headspace around being multi-passionate or having versatile product suites or just many different things? What's your approach? I don't know if I like thought too much about like an approach around it. For me as a Manny Jen, and I obviously know that like not everyone will be a sacral authority necessarily or be a Manny Jen, but I think if it's something that lights you up and it's something that you can't stop thinking about and you feel passionate about, like if you're lit up and excited about it, go for it. You know, I honestly didn't realize, I didn't know. I didn't even think like I thought business and mindset, that was it. Like I did not really have additional products or coaching offerings until a few months ago. I branched into self-empowerment only recently because it's been a big area of growth in my life more recently going through a pretty big breakup not long ago. And, you know, it's not my first, you know, relationship, but it's like, it was like the relationship that took me to even deeper layers of healing. And I had so many awakenings from it. And I felt so empowered in this area of my life. I wanted to branch out into that. So for me, it was an area that yes, interested me, but I felt really embodied and integrated in. And that's something that I think is really important for, for any of you. Yes, you can want to do all the things and believe me, I have wanted to do so many things for so many years. And even before I had my coaching business, like there was just like things I wanted to do. And in me, like making half-ass attempts at a bunch of different things, what I've learned now is lead with not just what your like interest and passion, but what you've like deeply experienced and feel, I don't want to say competent because I think we can be competent in anything, but like feel like you could support someone on. If you're still kind of in the beginning of your journey, you're like, oh my God, I love it. And I want to help people, but yet you're still integrating. 
give yourself some time to fully integrate and embody it because that's going to make you so much more powerful. And I wish I knew these things years ago when I was trying to do all the stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with like trial and error and seeing, you know, if something really lights you up, right? I don't think we should be putting everything on the back burner until we feel like we get to this level. But as multi-passionate entrepreneurs, I think you will have so much greater success when the things that you really want to talk about, like you may want to talk about six-figure business success, but yet you still have yet to hit that yourself. And I know you can want to get there and it can be, you know, so it can be easy to start talking about that. I've seen this. I've seen women starting to talk about like five-figure months and six-figure businesses. And I'm like, honey, like you didn't, you haven't achieved that yet. Like there's a problem with that because you don't actually know. And then yet you're using these these terms that obviously are very clickbaity and very magnetizing, very attractive. And yet, if you haven't embodied that meaning, you haven't achieved it and, and aren't living it yet, there's a disconnect. So it is really important to ensure that you've gotten yourself to a place where you are embodied and integrated. But at the same time, like some things, like, for example, I just started DJing. I've loved music and I've loved DJing for a really long time. I don't know how it's really going to weave into my business necessarily, but I'm talking about it and I'm so lit up about it. And it's something I'm multi-passionate about. It's, you know, or it's woven into my multi-passionate personality and I'm expressing that. So some things you can express and have fun with and play with, but don't need to be a part of your business as well. So that's something. And like right now I'm also ramping up my Spanish. So I'm like doing all these different things. I really want to be fluent in Spanish. I really want to be like this dope, DJ. Um, I don't know where, I mean, I will be fluent. I do believe that, but like, I don't know where the DJ thing's going to lead me. It could be this in cool, like incredible, like, you know, facet of my business that leads me to all sorts of cool things. I don't know, but it's like, I'm exploring things that light me up. And because it's lighting me up, I actually feel like it's building momentum for me in my business because my sacral is so ignited. That's like a bit of like a tangent, I guess, but like, it's not directly related to my business, but I actually think it's supporting my business. So mm-hmm. there, that's another way to look at things that you're passionate about or interested in that may not tie into your business per se, or maybe it eventually will. But if it's something that's going to light you up, play with it a bit. Because if your sacral is ignited, and I believe that even if you aren't a sacral authority, if you follow human design, excitement is a really powerful emotion and it does propel and build a lot of um build a lot of momentum. So yeah. Did that really answer? I feel like that was a little all over, but yeah, was- no, that was awesome. I think a really good point from that is that some of the things that we love and that we're interested in and that we're passionate about don't have to be monetized yet. Yeah, no, you no, know, they can just be parts of our existence and our hobbies and what we're doing to expand our own soul's experience or expression. And maybe at some point that will find its way into our business plan, but not everything has to be a monetization just yet so that we can stay really highly focused on monetizing the things that we feel really anchored and embodied in. Like I've done that. I've moved through it on a deep level. Mm. I feel like I've mastered it in my own way and Mm. I can really help other women, you know, speed up the timeline on this one specific area. And then those other areas will then become part of your business someday as well too. 
So I love that. I really want to get into like the spiritual stuff because I know that you are such a witch Mm -hmm. and even just like our conversation in Tulum about, you know, your native roots and going back to Canada. And I know you haven't gotten there yet or explored that, but spirituality, I get the feeling that it's always kind of been somehow part of your life, maybe even before you had the language to really name it or put your finger on it like we do now. Um, But yeah, I want to talk about what it means to you to like run a spiritual business Mm -hmm. and what are some of the actual rituals or habits or things that you infuse into your business process that help guide you? Mm, Yeah, that's a good question. So yeah, I think like I've always been a spiritual being. I don't think I just like woke up one day. I was like, I'm going to be spiritual. I mean, I was raised very Catholic. So I was going to the church on a regular basis. I went to Catholic elementary and Catholic high school, but it never really like resonated with me. And, you know, for like you mentioned, so I'm, I'm native, I'm indigenous. So that lineage, they're very connected. They're very intuitive. They're very, yeah, like they're very spiritual um, because they don't really subscribe to like a God or I wouldn't say they're a religion. It's a spirituality. And so I think because I have that in my blood, it's, it makes sense, but I didn't really grow up. I wasn't raised with that necessarily. And so I remember at one point I was like telling my mom, like, I just do not want to go to the church anymore. Like, it's just not me. And she gave me permission to stop going, but she said, I don't care if you don't believe in God, which is funny because I actually really believe in God now, but in a different way, she's like, I don't care if you believe in God, but you, you've got to believe that there's something bigger out there. And that always stuck with me. She probably told me this at like age 15 and it stuck with me. And I think it stuck with me because like my soul was like, yes, there is. And when I was in university, I remember my mom was reading, my mom was into like the woo. She was into, you know, spirituality, personal growth, like OG Tony Robbins, OG Wayne Dyer. Like she had these books lying around. Yeah. My mom too. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. Like vintage. I'm like, this book is falling apart, but like, I love it. And, um, yeah, she had the book, the secret, obviously. I think that's like everyone's like first book of spiritual, like first, like intro to spirituality. And she was like, you got to read this. So I read it, watched the movie, whatever. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like obviously was like very drawn to it. Didn't know why at the time. And again, I think it's just like, my soul was like, "Mm -hmm, there's something to this started getting like my own personal interest in spirituality for like, I would say the next like five to six years. And then I hit a really major rock bottom in my life. And I was like fired from a job. I was going through a breakup. I was, you know, about to move to a new country. I was moving to Panama for a few months. And like, my life was just like a hot mess. And I mean, I was a hot mess to be honest, but I remember picking up this Wayne Dyer book my mom had. And I remember picking up like starting meditation. And that was really the beginning of like a deeper journey with spirituality, because when I was reading this book, I think that it's like manifest your destiny or you, you can manifest your destiny either way. Like the big theme was gratitude. I had never expressed gratitude intentionally. And this book really like, like was a huge focus of the book. And I remember 
blessing my eyes, blessing my nails, like everything. It was like, he's like, bless your hair, bless this. I would start blessing everything with gratitude. And from this like low, low rock bottom in my life, my world started to like change dramatically. Like everything started falling into place. Like everything started getting really good in my life. I started freelancing. I started getting paid to freelance. I started getting paid to blog, to run my blog. Um, I was given these job offers. Like things just really fell into place. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. And I was still meditating and like, you know, pr- playing with that. And then around this time I met um, a good girlfriend of mine. We were friends online. She was also from Toronto and we started this podcast together and we were both food bloggers, both gluten-free, but we met over this mutual interest in spirituality. So with that podcast, we started interviewing all these like spiritual experts and wellness experts. And we started like deep diving into our own spiritual journeys and like had our own spiritual awakenings. And it was like this crazy two-year journey we had. And that's when like And I knew at that point, like I knew that there was like more for me out there. And so weaving it into my business, it was actually kind of funny because I was scared to show it was spiritual. I was scared to like talk about it because I'm like, who am I to talk about spirituality? Like, I'm not an expert. I don't know anything about this. And so I was like kind of in the spiritual closet for a while, but having the podcast so that we could interview guests was okay because it wasn't us talking. It wasn't us being the experts. So it actually eventually got us to a place where I felt really confident. And I was like, then navigating like these new paths of spirituality that, yeah, led me to like, just continuing to amplify it to where I am today. And now, like, it's just my lifestyle. When someone's like, how do you even, I'm like, it's just my life. I think spirituality just becomes a part of who we are. It's an extension of us. You get to make it your own. I'm very connected to God. God, as I see it, is different than like the church God. I see it as like, I'm very into Kundalini yoga. And I remember in a class a few years ago when I started going more regularly, they described God as like G-O-D, the generator, the organizer, and the destroyer. And the way that they devoted to God, or I don't even want to say worship God, because that sounds kind of culty, but like the way that they saw and understood God resonated with me in such a bigger way. And that's how I connect to God. I mean, God's within each and every one of us. And he is a higher entity, a higher power that when we call upon him, because here's what I also believe is that we are sovereign beings. We have free will. We've all got guides, angels, God's available to each of us, but we need to call upon him. And the more I called upon these um, energies and these beings to be with me, to sit with me, to walk with me, everything in my world began to amplify. And that was something that I started doing. I live here in Tulum, Mexico. So it's something that I started doing living here, just connecting to God more frequently, connecting to my um, angels, guides, et cetera, more frequently. And they surround me with so much love and protection. And I feel like it just shifts the way I show up in my business now. And like my spiritual rituals, like they evolve, like I do a lot of Kundalini. So Kundalini Kriyas, if you're new to Kundalini, um, I suggest going to a class. I do a lot online. There's an institute called Rama, R-A-M-A. You can Google them. They've got like online memberships free for two weeks, $19 a month. I love Kundalini. Like if it's something that interests you try it out it's magic it's like 
the yoga of like the higher powers. Like it's not like downward dog style. It's very, it's a lot to do with our, um, endocrine system, our nervous system, our, um, glandular system. So it's actually our lymphatic system. Like it's pretty powerful because you do these weird creas for long times, but it works. I'm doing a lot right now around prosperity and strengthening my, my halo, which is like my auric field. And believe me, I've been doing it for 27 days now straight. And like, I don't know the opportunities that are coming in, the abundance that's flowing in, it's pretty powerful. Um, and then I just do meditations. And I, when I say just meditations, like I just make it work for me, whatever works for you. That's perfect. Um, Kundalini works for me. And then just my own meditations work breath work here and there, um, sound baths here and there, but I feel like I get the greatest high from my own supply. Like it doesn't need to be anything fancy. I don't need it to be like hours and hours. Sometimes it is, but like, you really just get to make it your own. Um, and I believe that the more spiritually connected I've become, the better my business has done. And ultimately my, my, my belief around spirituality, it's, it's really just your connection to yourself. Like it's really just deepening your connection to yourself. It's not witchcraft and spells and all like, yes, that could be part of it. But I mean, every word we say is a spell. <laughs> every, every, everything we put out there is a spell if you think about it. So it's not, it's not about making it all this. It just, it, you just get to make it, you just get to make it work for you. And it really is just about creating a deeper awareness with yourself. Hmm. I love that so much. I had so many, I call them like God moments, Mm. but it's just like a, a a moment that feels like such perfection where you're like, Oh, like God was here in that moment. Especially when I was in Mm -hmm. Tulum, like there were just so many moments where you like, and I think this is how we can bring in the spiritual element to our businesses is just by believing that this energy, this guidance, this support is always there. It's always around us. And because we are open to seeing that and experiencing it and feeling it, whether you look at it as a God moment or just a really beautiful moment, either way, it brings in also that element of gratitude, which Mm -hmm. is so powerful and starts to bring all the things forth for us and creates an even higher level of magnetism. But Yeah. yeah, for me, like the God moments are just like, I I had one today. I was like out in the driveway and I just had my headphones in and I was walking and listening to music and the, I was just kind of like dancing and like the wind just blew in the most like Mm -hmm. perfect way that it like lifted my hair. And I felt like it almost like lifted my arms. And so I like just lifted my arms up and it just felt so, I was like, wow, that was a God moment. You know, Mm -hmm. like spirit was here with me in that moment. Like I feel like I transcended (laughs) this physical plane, like even just a second. Um, And when we were in Tulum, we were on this rooftop doing a cacao ceremony with these indigenous Mexican women that were, you know, making the cacao for us and singing their song and playing their instruments. And there was just this like perfect moment where we were praying to all the different directions and the elements of earth and, the sea and the sky and yeah that's so beautiful they do. Of, yes and this flock of birds like in perfect formation just like like flew right over the rooftop and I just looked up and I was like God was here in this moment mm-hmm. you know or, or spirit or universe or however you want to think of it but I think 
finding those little magic moments <laughs> in your life will again, like Rachel said, deepen your connection to yourself and therefore make you a more powerful business owner and also a leader in the space. Because ultimately, mm -hmm. everybody here has a greater mission and a purpose. And the reason that our businesses are spiritually led is because we have this deep desire to help and yeah. support and guide women. And so we have to step into that leadership and bringing in the spiritual elements is going to make you feel so much safer and more supported and anchored in that mission. Mm -hmm. So I just, I love that you kind of explained your relationship with it, Rach. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's funny. Like as someone who was raised Catholic, it's like <laughs> to, to admit or to like, even like say like, yeah, God, like, I believe like, not that it's bad or wrong. I'm just like, I truly had like written off God. I was like, no, it's like not what it, but I didn't subscribe to it in that capacity. So yeah. And like, I love that story of God moments. Those happen so often for me and really like, give me any moment where all of a sudden you're just like filled with this like warm, loving vibration of just like, wow, like life, like what is life? That's a God moment. Any moment of appreciation, any moment where you're feeling love, that's a God moment. Cause I believe like God energy is just a high frequency of love. It can be for a fleeting moment. It can be for, I don't know, it could be something that lasts for longer, but like, it just shows you like, it's always available. We, we really get to choose if we want to tap into it. Hmm. I love that. Okay. So I want to talk to you about the CEO mindset mm -hmm. and what that kind of means to you and the journey of like owning the title maybe of CEO or stepping into that in your business. Because mm -hmm. I think in the very beginning, CEO, even just saying CEO, like for a long time, I was like, I'm not the CEO of my business. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I am my business. I'm like, yeah. there's just no CEO. It's like, I don't want to be the CEO yet. Um, and I even saw a post once from like a dude, obviously, that mm -hmm. was like, you are not the CEO. Like CEOs require all these things like investors or like whatever else, other things that you need to be in order to be considered like, you know, the chief. Um, and so then I was like, oh my God, yeah, maybe that's embarrassing if we call ourselves CEOs. Cause like, are we even, <laughs> so let's talk, let's like just break it down and talk about like reclaiming CEO and what it means to actually like step into that mindset as the leader of your business. Yeah, I actually, it's interesting because I do believe it's, it's an energy and I have like this little module in one of my like build your business programs. That's like the CEO mindset, because I, that's all I believe it is. It's really just seeing yourself as that leader. There's an energetic shift that occurs when you see yourself as just a coach versus when you see yourself as the founder and CEO of whatever your business name is. And that was a shift I made a couple of years ago. And I remember I wasn't seeing myself as a founder or CEO. I was like, oh, I'm just a coach. And I noticed that the way I introduced myself, I was like, I was brushing it off. Like, oh yeah, I just do this like coaching thing. Like I was almost like embarrassed or like didn't want to get into it. Didn't want to explain it to people who wouldn't get it. You know, I wasn't, it wasn't that I, Maybe it was that I wasn't fully proud of what I did because I, I didn't know if people would fully get it or, you know, I could be proud only if people understood my world. 
So I remember though, adopting this like founder mentality or the CEO mindset. And it really was just like seeing the vision, not just like, I think as a coach, when you're just, when you're just a coach and that's how you're like seeing yourself, defining yourself, you're just trying to get by, just trying to make ends meet. You're just like looking for the next, the next, the next, the next. When you're a CEO, you've got the vision and you're connected to that vision. And all of us have, and I know all of you definitely have a a big vision, a mission that you are called to lead a bigger purpose in yourself. And I believe a CEO is so connected to that. They're not just trying to get by, not just trying to fill this one program. They're not just trying to get the next client, get that next pay. Like they're like, this is what I see. And because they're staying connected to the bigger vision, the bigger picture, you make decisions in a bigger way. You're not just making decisions from where you're at. You're making decisions from like where you know you're ultimately going. And if you can connect to that CEO mindset early on in your business, you're going to collapse the time for you to hit that six or multi six or heck even seven figure part point in your business. And I really think me making that mindset shift is what helped me to catapult to you know, the successes I did in a, you know, relatively short period of time is because I started seeing myself as a CEO and making decisions as a CEO. And it's not just about outsourcing a bunch and, you know, delegating everything, because I also think there's like power in you still being very connected to what you do in your business and not over outsourcing. Cause I did that at one point in my business and I actually felt so detached in like not a healthy way, but you know, in, in, but like making moves, making like boss moves, like making decisions that are, that are setting you up for long-term success. Cause I think just a coach or running just a small business, it's just for like that short-term gain, but the CEO, it's like, we're building corporations, we're building empire. I don't even want to say corporation building empires. We're building empires that are here to last because we're creating legacy. We're creating legacy. And that has way more potency and power to me than I'm just here to coach. I'm just here to like run these cute little programs. No, when the mission is, is so like tuned into, and you're so plugged into that, that, that CEO vision, that CEO like mentality. Mm, So good. Who's feeling this right now? Who's feeling inspired to like Mm -hmm. claim their freaking title as the CEO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it puts this limiting energy on ourselves and we're like, Oh, I'm just a coach or, mm-hmm. you know, just use social media to like help people in some way, but really mm-hmm. tapping into that, like bigger vision of what your impact could and will be moving forward. Once your business like really takes flight and has the power mm-hmm. to touch many lives, you know, mm-hmm. like I think all of us here who are in this space doing this work, like I think of it this way. I had this, I had a really important shift when I was moving from just kind of like mindset manifestation type coaching and into business coaching. And maybe you can relate to this, Rach. Um, But at first when I was moving into the business sector, I kind of felt like, oh, you know, I guess my mission isn't as heart-centered anymore or people are not going to see it as heart-centered anymore because now it's about helping people make money. And Mm -hmm. now it's not about helping people 
um, really like change their lives, rewire the subconscious minds, like get control of their relationships and, and empower themselves. And I had this vision like come through where it was like, I was over here doing mindset and manifestation coaching. And I was helping the, you know, small group of people that I could reach with my two hands and the hours that I have in a day, or I was over here doing the business coaching where I was helping all of you help Mm -hmm. all of your people do the work. And so it's like, we're building this army of women who Mm -hmm. are spreading the message and contributing to the ascension of the collective consciousness on planet earth. Like how fucking incredible is that? And you are all part of that mission. You're all part of that work. And I think when you zoom out and instead of just seeing like, Oh, what am I going to sell in the month of May? And you're actually like able to get a bird's eye view of the greater mission and the vision. That's what will empower you to like step into the CEO mindset of like, wait, this, this is like actually really important. This is like so much bigger than just an offer or a freebie or whatever that small granular thing is that's on your to-do list for that day. I agree. Yeah. And it is like, and you, and you can start embodying that mindset and that frequency. Now it doesn't have to be when you actually incorporate your business and you have that CEO title, like you can be that because that's available to you now. It's available to each of us. It's just like embodying that higher self, that next level self, which I think all of us have done to get our businesses started. Like you do to some degree. So it's just, all right, the business has started. What's stopping you from acting as if you are that CEO, you are that CEO, if you decide you are, um, and no one's going to really challenge you on that. And it is such an empowering energy to be in. And I think when we're empowered in the work we do, we show up in a bigger way, because like you mentioned, like, it's almost like we have this responsibility, like, we've got to, you know, we're here to impact, we're here to do more, we're here to serve in a bigger way, we're here to heal and change the collective, not just like you said, getting that like next client and you know, that whatever, I feel like the CEO mentality, obviously I'm speaking to us in our industry as like heart centered women. Like I believe when we connect to the mission, it connects us deeper to the heart. I feel like when we're ego driven, we're just looking for that next like dopamine hit the next client, the next, you know, strike payment, the next PayPal payment, whatever. Hmm. So true. So true. Okay. I want to make sure that we have some time to ask you some questions, Rach. Mm, So I want you guys to like prepare your questions. Go ahead, Kel. Hello, Rachel. Here and sharing your energy and wisdom with us. I'm so excited. I am Kel, founder of How I Cured My Resting Bitch Face, which is and I am building to help women recover from toxic relationships based on my own personal experiences Mm. for you is how can I get out of my own way? Honestly, like, I feel like I am the biggest barrier in creating my business right now. And I kind of like teeter between, I don't know what I should be doing and getting overwhelmed and not taking action, or I know what I should be doing, but for some reason I'm not fucking doing it. How can I get out of my own way when I don't even know like what the underlying like resistance or block is? Mm. I feel frustrated. And then I'm like, I'm kind of stuck. Mm. 
So I always like to ask my clients like, okay, so if it's the procrastination, like you've got all of these things on your to-do and then you're overwhelmed, like what's beneath the overwhelm? Like what's beneath, what's beneath, what's beneath? And just start asking yourself, like, what is it really? Because oftentimes we think it's this overwhelm and then we start asking, okay, what's beneath the overwhelm? Well, like this fear. Okay, well, what's beneath that? And oftentimes it's, a fear of actually being super successful. It's not a fear of failure. It's not a fear of like doing it wrong. It's really like, holy shit, I'm actually afraid of this being really successful and me standing in my power and me, you know, building this like six or multi six figure business. Like, holy shit, there it is. And so overwhelm, we create this sensation of overwhelm. It's a self-sabotaging um, it's a form of self-sabotage where we're like essentially procrastinating and I'm, I'm, I've done this. Like I've been, um, caught in the overwhelm of like, there's so many things I just don't know what to do. And then I just don't do anything. And my coach actually recently, cause I was kind of doing this to myself where I'm like, I could do all these things and I just don't know. Write out your to-do list. And then prioritize it. Like what is item number one? When we look at one giant to-do list with like 20 items on it, and we actually think to ourselves, we can all get it. We can get it all done in like one or two days. We're being unrealistic and we're actually just setting ourselves up up for failure. So what I actually started doing, I did this years ago. And it's funny because like when this was coming up for me again recently, and she kind of brought this up, I'm like, wait, I used to do that. Okay, wait. And so what I would actually then do, which is so simple, like it's not even like profound, but I would then look at my to-do list. I would like chunk things together. So sometimes for me to get into the momentum, it's to do the easy things first. Let me get a couple things crossed off because then I feel like I'm accomplishing something. And then I can get into something that's like a little heavier, a little like more effort, a little bit more focus. And then I can start to, and then once I actually see things starting to get crossed off, I'm like, okay, not so bad. And then you realize that, oh wait, that was a lot easier. So not just prioritizing things in like, you know, what, what needs to get done first. I would also start like mixing in maybe some easy, easy things with like one more like focus heavy or like longer task or heavier task, whatever you want to classify it as, but then I would break it into days. So having like, okay, if I can achieve these three things today, I'll feel good. And if I get to a fourth thing, amazing tomorrow, these are the things that I have. If I can get da, 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 And like that just started like building this momentum for me to ch- chip away at things over a week or a couple weeks versus feeling like I needed to get. And then what I would also realize is some of these things on my to-do were like long-term things, like things that actually I didn't need to get going It was just my like over, like high achieving, overachieving personality type getting in the way of like, well, you should do this and this and this too. It's like, well, okay, this just, this isn't important yet. This is something that I can put on the back seat for in the back burner right now. I can pick it up in a little bit. Let's focus on the task at hand. So that, that's been really helpful for me and really just being realistic, like being realistic. Yes, I'm all about the woo, but there needs a little bit of practicality and realism in the business. Otherwise nothing will get done because we'll just be in a state of overwhelm all the time. Um, And in terms of like getting out of your own way, I mean, what specifically do you think 
stands in your way? Is it this overwhelm where you just don't even get started at all? Or is there something more to it? I think, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's more mindset related. And when you, when you mentioned like the fear of success, like something just really clicked and resonated with me. And I didn't even consider that because I'm like, I write my goals down every single morning. Like I have the biggest vision ever, but then when it comes time to like execute and actually do the actions, then I find myself holding back. And it's not that I don't feel inspired or aligned or connected. I I do. I very much do. But I feel like there's just something kind of like blocking, creating a barrier. And when you said the fear of success, I, I that kind of clicked to the mm. I never, I never considered that before because I'm like, oh, I want to be successful. Like I like success, success in other areas of my life. But for some reason right now and here, like I feel like that like just really resonated with me. So this happens so often. I see this with my clients all the time. Our conscious mind is out of alignment with our subconscious program. Consciously, we know our goals. This is what we want. I want the success. I want the six figures. I want the seven figures. I want this. I want this. Cool. We got that. I have chills saying this. Our subconscious programming's like, who are you to have that? Um, no one in your family has ever succeeded. Um, actually your great grandfather went bankrupt. So probably have that to look forward to. Oh, like, you know, maybe you're not as good at this as you thought. Look at all these other women, like all these like narratives, all these programs, all these conditions, and you're not making sense of it because consciously you're like, but I'm writing down my goals and I know what I want. And I'm very clear but underneath the surface, and this is where all of the magic happens. So I'm, I saw a lot of conversation around NLP. I'm a master NLP practitioner. So this is like my world is our subconscious mind is where our values, our identity, our beliefs, um, our, what is our values, our beliefs, our potential. This is where the, that's where, um, or that all lives in the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is the results and the, the behavior and the results. So often we're trying to change our behaviors to get the results. But if you haven't changed the values, the identity, the beliefs, the potential, you're ultimately ending up with the same output over and over. Because you're thinking, well, I'm changing the behavior, but you're changing the behavior with the same mindset, with the same program, with the same operating system. So we got to change the operating system to be congruent with what you desire at a conscious level. And this messes up a lot of people, messes up a lot of women because and that this was my journey for a while. I'm like, I write down my journey, my goals all the time. I write down my manifestations every month. Why isn't it coming? Because I didn't feel worthy of it. I didn't feel confident enough. I didn't believe it was possible for me. I had all these ancestral, generational, past life traumas, wounds, problem programs that I was, you know, not dealing with, had not, didn't even know of. And so that's what I see coming up for so many women. It's it's not that you're not meant to have the goals. It's just the operating system hasn't been aligned with it. And it's easy to align it. There's, there's, it's possible to align it. It's, and when I say easy, I mean, the path is available. Obviously there's work attached to it. There's, you know, layers to it, 
but it's available. And when you begin to peel back those layers, it's actually pretty incredible how quickly you can start to see the results you desire. So the overwhelm probably isn't to do with the fact that your to-do list is long. It could likely be because you're not feeling worthy of the success that you keep writing down every day. So maybe take a bit of a break from writing it down every day, because maybe that's what's creating overwhelm is like this, like, well, unconsciously there's this feeling of overwhelm because it's out of alignment with what you're consciously trying to write down. So maybe take a step back from that for a little bit, just because sometimes we overdo it. Sometimes we overdo the ritualing. Sometimes we overdo the journaling sometimes. And it's creating this feeling. It's almost like if we stop it, then like the momentum's going to halt. We, we place all of the power in these tools and rituals. And I believe they're amplifiers, but they're not everything. And so sometimes we need to like take a step back from writing down the, the, the goal and just do some deeper diving into like, what's really come, like what's really holding me back. What's really standing in my way of having that. And that can create a lot more momentum or at least the awareness. And then you have some, some awareness around where to begin the healing, where to begin the reprogramming. Um, Because once you get subconsciously aligned, then energetically you become aligned and then it can begin flowing into your reality. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never felt more understood in my life. (laughs) Like it's definitely like this major disconnect between like like my mindset and like where I'm like able to have that awareness and like levels that I'm just blind to right now. And awareness is number one. I say it to like, um, they're just, sometimes it opens a can of worms, which can feel really daunting, but I'm like, good, open that can of worms. Because if the can of worms wasn't open, then you wouldn't know. And you'd just be blindly wondering why the goals aren't unfolding, why you can't get to the to-do list. Why it's like the can of worms is a good thing because it gives you clues as to what needs to be healed. It gives you clues as to what's actually standing in your way. So how do we deal with the fear of success? I think, I think that was a question that was asked a bit before. So I hope I answered it with that explanation. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Very powerful. Thank you. Yeah, good. You're welcome. Great. Do you have like 10, 15 minutes to take a couple other questions? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I was a little behind, I think. So I'm okay, okay. to like go over. Okay. Perfect. Um, okay. I'm going to come up to uh, Jesse. Okay. So I don't really know where I'm going to take my question because there's kind of a lot um, but I kind of want to take it right back to like basics of like mindset and it's probably things that I, I should know but I'm kind of like in it so kind of need some clarity but mm-hmm. basically I am starting my business um, so I'm in the hectic starting my business stage I'm also working a, um, a job a full-time job um, and I think lately what I've been wanting is to like, I know that there's some sort of resistance to connecting with myself. And I think what it is, is like this um, being in the starting of my business. It's like the whole burnout. Like I feel like I have, I feel like I have like no time. Um, And so kind of what I'm doing is I'm feeling too tired and there's some sort of resistance in in my meditations and things. I feel like I'm like cock blocking my higher self pretty much. Like there's like no, um, my creativity's gone and I just feel tired all the time. And like, I'm really loving it. And I think what it is, is I'm loving my business side of things, but I don't have enough time to get it done. And when I finish work, 
I, it takes a long time to get into it. So my creativity is just out the window and I try to meditate and journal, but I know that there's resistance to it. Like I just, I love journaling and I want to, but like, there's just this icky feeling of like, oh, no, like, you know, and I'm like, I know that I want my higher self to come back through. I know the feelings. I know, I know how it feels and I know what can come through for me. Um, but I'm just really like resisting it at the moment. So our higher self can come through in so many different ways, not just journaling. If the journaling is feeling pressured or forced, stop it. Again, what I was kind of saying to, I think it was Kel, that like we sometimes overdo it. Like we've got to do the, the goal writing every day. We've got to do the journaling every day. We've got, and sometimes that's just, like, that's not very feminine. That's like very masculine energy trying to do some feminine things. And just because you don't journal every day doesn't mean that like you're halting momentum, you're slowing things down, maybe going for a walk and listening to really hot, fun playlist would like ignite you. Maybe having a dance party in front of your mirror in your bedroom would like turn you on and get you excited and get some creative juices flowing. Maybe watching an episode of like a really funny show on Netflix would like get you in the mood. I don't know. Like it's okay to define what connecting to your higher self looks like. Because for me, my higher self is like fun and playful and sassy and goofy. And so I can go out dancing to like, I don't know, one in the morning and like feel so ignited the next day. Like, whoa, like I had so much fun. Maybe I'm a little tired, but I had so much fun. Feel so ignited and like feel so like excited for my life, excited for, because it's not just about being excited in your business. You want to feel ignited and excited in your life. And if your day job is kind of draining you, then it's extra important for you to bring things into your day that are going to like, wow you to me, I would also be like, if journaling is like a chore, if it ever, even though yes, like you like journaling, but if it becomes like a chore, stop it, do something that would feel really fun and exciting so that you're shifting your energy from like womp womp day job to like, okay, here we go. Even like for a period, there's like fun little workouts on YouTube that are like dance work, like dance workouts. I don't know what, I forget the girl's name, but I was doing hers for a while. Yeah, like is it Matt Fit? What? Is, is that what it is? Matt Fit? Oh, it's Pamela. Her name is Pamela Reif. She's got these like hilarious, they're not even hilarious. Like she's very serious in them, but like they're fun. They're goofy. They're playful, but like, they're always to fun music. You get a good little sweat, you get some endorphins pumping and then whatever. So even something like that, like that could be you connecting to your higher self. And I do believe music and dance is like clear path to higher self energy. Um, cause also like what you could be journaling on, you can like be thinking about that when you're dancing and jumping around and whatever. So I would say like, if you're feeling blah and like meh and like what you're doing isn't working for you, give yourself the permission to stop it, take a break from it, and then do something that would like actually make you happy. <laughs> like, I think we get so in a masculine state around ritualistic and like feminine practices because we just feel like, but we're supposed to, and this is what a spiritual biz coach should do or a spiritual mindset coach should do or a spiritual whatever should do and blah. And like, no, it's also 
unspiritual to like force it. <laughs> I don't know. It just like, that just doesn't feel aligned. So you get to write it, you get to define it. It's really going to be your own ego. That's like telling you that, Oh no, we didn't journal for two days in a row. Like it's not, it's not going to throw you off your game. It's not going to slow down your progress. None of that. It's just do what makes you feel really happy, fun, ignited, excited. Yeah. Then how, okay. But then how do you stop the guilt when you're doing those things? <laughs> like Why I'm not working guilty when you're dancing. <laughs> no, but like, no. Okay. So last night I haven't been working out and okay. I love my workouts and I literally haven't worked out in like two or three months, which is crazy for me. I love dancing. I love all the things, but I've been, I guess dancing's really far, uh, like quick, but not that I should think of it that way, but like, I literally booked a Zumba class last night for the first time in my life and I went to Zumba and it was so much fun. But like, I guess, you know, I come home and I'd like have dinner and go jump straight into working on like what I'm working on because like, I'm like, okay, no, I, but I also need to get it done, you know, like, so I think sometimes when I'm like, you know, if I try and go to workout or go to my yoga or something like that, I'm like, okay, I've been here for 15 minutes. Like I've got five more minutes and I've got to go back now, you know, sort of thing. So it's like, Mm. yeah. Do you mean like jumping into work for your business? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So also don't put so much pressure on like, I need to get this done. Like give yourself the grace and compassion to let things for your business flow. Cause remember this is different from the energy you put into your day job. The energy you fuse into your business, especially in the early stages of you building it is really important. So if you're not in the vibe of it on a given night, Give yourself the permission to do something that would feel good. Book the Zumba class. Do the like dance party in your living room. Go for a long walk. Give your, do not put the pressure on yourself. Like it's not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So if you are putting icky energy, forceful, pressured energy into anything in your business that leaves an imprint, it's yours. You want to get to it when you're feeling so connected and ignited. You can have the to-do list. And it's not to say to like put it off forever, but like if you need, if you're trying to go five days a week, like day job to like working on the business, give, give yourself a little bit more space. That's what I'm feeling called to tell you. It's like, it is okay. Where's the guilt coming from? Like, it's not, a, it's not a sprint. It is a marathon. And if you think you've got to rush to some finish line, it's the wrong energy you're bringing into it. And I imagine that you do see it bigger, longer term vision, longer term mission. So if that's what you're wanting to build, take your, it's okay to take a bit of your time with it. It's the ego that tells you that you need to need, you need to rush, 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 get it. Like it's way better to infuse your energy into it when you're, you're feeling it. And I, I almost want to guarantee that I, I have a strong feeling that you'll achieve so much more when you are like, fuck yes, I'm in the flow. I'm, you would be able to probably achieve like two nights worth of work in one night because you're so ignited and so in it because you've also given yourself time to do the workout on a more regular, like it's like you're depriving yourself of some things and then forcing yourself. It's just this this imbalance. So let's create more of an equilibrium so that you're satisfying the wellness, the fitness, the spirituality, and also getting to your business in an energy that feels really good. 
one yeah. thing I'll add to that, Jesse, is I, I think we, we don't have to view those things as time away from our business or ways that we're like abandoning working on our business. You get to start looking at them as parts of you having a successful business, because yeah. if you don't do the workout, if you don't take a dance break, if you don't go for a walk outside, you have no fucking creativity. So what are you creating anyway? You're literally doing nothing. Right. So you can start to look at those things as like, this is going to make my business flow better. It's going to flow into my business. So it is a part of your business doing those things. Like it's a productive thing on your to-do list for your business. hundred percent. Thanks ladies. I just, I know I just needed someone to tell me (laughs) (laughs) what it is. We always have the answers, but it's hearing it from someone else in a different perspective. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to apologize because I don't have a voice. So I'm really sorry. I hope you, I hope you can hear me. I had a different question, but after Kel's question, I've been really healing a lot of trauma that I had as a kid um, in the last couple of years. And so I've become aware of the trauma that has happened to me. And um, I guess where I'm, where you have the two, the conscious and the subconscious, I'm having a hard time of like, I've acknowledged it and I'm working through it. But sometimes I just feel like, God, if I could just fucking let go of that heaviness and the hurt and the pain, like, I feel like I could be my better self and, like, actually show up for the people that I want to help. Because right now it's, like, it's that little kid side of me that's still, like, you're broken. You're not worthy. You're, you know, worthless. Like, all of the things that I was told. And so I'm, like do you have a tip or like how do you just like like burn that shit you know I would say it is a process you know like it it isn't just a one and done healing session it is it is a commitment to yourself to acknowledge it's still there it's still creeping in it's still existing and committing to yourself to like continue doing that healing, but you also get to carry a duality. You know, you get to walk with these are traumas from my childhood that I'm working through. And I can also at the same time be building my business. It doesn't mean that you've got, tra- I mean, we've all got trauma still. <laughs> we've all got shit. We all do. You get to it gets to coexist when we believe that we can't do one thing because we've still got this or for using it as a crutch as to why X, Y, Z, that's when it becomes problematic, but you get to live with the duality. And I actually think when you can live with both walk alongside the pain that you are actively clearing and releasing and healing and still be making momentum and progress in your business wanting to serve and all that it makes you stronger it makes you more resilient um you don't need to you don't need to wait for all the pain and hurt and trauma to be healed and released in order for you to be making massive waves and i think that's a really big misconception in the spiritual community and even the coaching industry that you need to be 100% healed 
I mean, that's not even a real thing, but you need to be one hunt, you know, you need to be at this level in order for you to know you can still be going through your own hurt and pain and still be able to support and serve others. And I think often from our own experiences, that can allow us to serve in a bigger way too. So they're not, they don't have to be so separated. Like you can have both coexist and you can still thrive and you can still do amazing things while you're working through that. Thank you so much. All right. That's it for today's episode. You guys, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories or copy the link of this episode and send it to someone who, you know, would enjoy it. Last little announcement that I have for you is that abundant and ambitious is coming back very, very, very soon. So if you're interested in getting inside of this group container and learning how to really build a successful, sustainable online coaching business and learn the foundations of scaling it to six figures, this is where you're going to want to be. So you're going to want to go to samanthadaily.com and look for under courses, abundant and ambitious and get your name on the wait list. Once your name is on the wait list, you are guaranteed to get the absolute best price and be first notified when the program opens. All I can say for now is that it's coming back very, very, very soon. So if you're interested, get your name on that wait list. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.